Aloha, all you money makers out there. This is Indar Lang, and I have a great podcast today with my good, good buddy, uh, Omni Casey. And uh, I've known Omni for a couple years now, and we've just grown very close uh, to each other, just really close, good friends. Um, I think we're naturally good friends, and it's just the real estate thing just made us closer in general. And super excited to him, uh, have him on today. Uh, Omni's a beast guy. He's doing a project right now. Uh, it's $3.5 billion is the whole project, right? It's crazy. I mean, billion, man. Yeah. We get to use the word billion today. So that's pretty amazing <laughs> to even speak of that word. Um, so yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, let's jump into this episode. So let's do it, guys. Just before we get started... I'd love it if you guys could subscribe below and that way we can reach more people and just help people make their money work for them in any different way we can. Thank you guys. And let's get started in today's content. So, yeah. So right on, man. Thank you for uh, coming on today. Super excited. Uh, your local born and raised big island, um, Oahu boy. <laughs> boy. Yeah. Um, so, and then you live in up in, up in the East coast now today. Yep. So tell me a little bit of the backstory for all the people who don't know who you are and yeah, so I appreciate forth. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, excited to be on your show. I know you do big things out there, you know, uh, in Hawaii as well. And and we got some common, you know, groups and friends that we we got yeah. like, get to kind of hang out with quite often. But um, you know, I'm I'm not in in Hawaii now like you. I kind of get jealous every time I see you posting because you're <laughs> you're crushing in real estate, but you're also in Hawaii as well. And I'm freezing <laughs> up here on the East Coast, but I'm I'm here in, just outside of Washington D.C. Uh, your uh, Northern Virginia um, uh, market. Been here for I think almost twelve years now. Um, I've been doing real estate for twenty years. I started in Hawaii as on Oahu. My my family's out on the North Shore. Um, live out in that you know Kaava Punalu Haula um, you know region there. Um, nothing else is out there, right? You drive out there and there's a 7-Eleven. Yep. You keep driving, there's another 7-Eleven. That's it, right? So nothing to do. It's um, such a mission but... for me to go. Every time you come, I'm like, I want to go visit <laughs> yeah. you. And it's like, How many oh. times I go out there, I say, come come to our meetup. And he's like, oh, that's far. Yeah, that is far. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so I started out there and and I, I was a real estate investor. Um, I don't know if I, you knew this. Uh, you know, uh, so in Haliva, um, uh, mm-hmm. Surf and Sea, right? So there's a there's a really famous surf shop out there. I actually worked out there as a surfboard sales uh, salesperson. There's a lot of other things that we did. Um, and then people would come in, right? And they would sell surfboards on consignment. And sometimes the store owner wouldn't buy them. And then yeah. I'd go buy them. Like, All right, grab them in the parking lot. Let me buy that. And so I, I got really good at fixing <laughs> fixing up and flipping surfboards, right? So you that was like my, one of my, yeah, that was one of, one of my side gigs. Um <laughs> Before I really knew real estate, right? I just yeah. like you, or just like most, we, I stumbled across Rich Dad Poor Dad and a few other books that just, you know, might you know, altered my mind a little bit, and and then I really started to get obsessed with real estate. And you well, know, you had an business. entrepreneur back background too. You did the clothing too. I mean, the clothing too. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're absolutely. So so I had it had a, a business right out of college. Me and and a buddy opened up um, a couple of buddies opened up a store at Alamona Shopping Center. So we had like a a retail. Um, uh, you know, a store there. We sold clothing. We sold, I think, energy drinks at some point. I don't, I don't remember what we were doing, but we just sold like whatever we can bring in and sell for a profit. We did, <laughs> and so that was fun. You know, experience. You know, trial and error through, uh, through your your own experience. Um, I quickly learned I did not want to be in retail at all. I hated hated the fact that you know because we're the owners of the store, but we're the only employees because there's no, there's no money coming in yet. So we had to like yeah. grind it out and those are brutal hours to uh, do it. Eventually we got to the point where we were able to uh, reach a, a level of, of success and expand it and hire some employees and step away. And, and at that point I'm like, you know, I'm, uh, it's not for me. <laughs> so, so I, I pivoted and, and on that time I, I found real estate, um, met, met one of my mentors, um, selling him a surfboard at surf and sea. And really, you know, start to talk about, you know, real estate with anyone I, that was willing to talk about it with me and, and um, was lucky enough to kind of, you know, find some people that were, uh, it allowed me to tag along with them, if you will. And, mm-hmm. and so that started my journey as a real estate um, uh, investor, I eventually became a real estate agent and broker as well. Um, been doing everything real estate related for the last 20 years, about 12 years ago. Um, my wife's from the mainland, uh, from the East Coast, and it just got to a point where I said, hey, we could we can do this anywhere, right? Real estate is something that we can be successful at um, anywhere, um, whether it's real estate investing, whether it's, you know, being being on the retail side as well. And she wanted to move back closer to her family. And so we made that move. And um, 
you know, it's it's an interesting shift to go from Hawaii to the East Coast, yes. but I, I do like it out here. Uh, it's a better time zone than you guys. <laughs> so so the one thing I do like is, is the time zone. I'm able to, um, you know, interact with so many other markets from where I am and be on a more reasonable time zone. Um, and that kind of expanded my, my you know, investing, you know, opportunities mm -hmm. and, and markets that I, I was more comfortable, you know, diving into. So that's, that's basically it. You know, I've, I've done a lot of You education. left out all the fun stuff. You, you, you <laughs> built this huge brokerage. How many agents were you up to? Like uh, 50, 90 agents or something? So we got up to about 100, 100? Um, real estate agents and, and really the focus um, really for the last few years was real estate agents that were investors as well. So investor friendly real estate agents. One of my frustrations, you know, um, when I was just an, an investor, not an agent was no one really knew how to help me. Right. I didn't really know how to help me because I was new, but you know, you can't find an agent that knew how to help you because they weren't real estate investors as well. They didn't really know what you were looking for. Um, and so I got my license really because of that. And and then along the way, I, I really liked the the agent business. I like the brokerage business. Um, but I realized that's just a job, right? It's an independent contractor job. You can make a lot of money as an agent, but at the end of the day, there's nothing, there's no retirement. There's no financial freedom tied to that. No matter how much money you make, the moment you stop doing yep. whatever you're doing, the active role, right? You know, just like on the on the fix and flip side or the wholesale side, the agent side is very similar. You can make a really nice paychecks. But if you want to take off for a month or a year, no one's paying you anything, right? And so yeah. had to learn how to convert that to passive income. And really, my, my passion has been helping my agents make money and convert that to passive income so that they can go buy their rental properties. They can go house hack. They can go do whatever they want. So at some point, if they want to step back from being an agent or step back from an active real estate investor role, they'll have that passive side. So yeah, it's, it's been rewarding. Um, for the last 10 years here. But you left out a little yeah. more of it. So these agents now are looking for investing properties, great investment properties. And if you, they didn't buy it, you would end up buying it. And you were buying, you buy, what is it? Like four to 10 units you you loved? What was your, I, your you love the kind of the smaller. Yeah, so I, I like I like the small multifamily. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've started with condos and I did single family homes. Homes and then went to multifamily because I, I I primarily buy cash flow. Um, yeah. I, I fix and flip a handful. I'm no, nowhere near what you do in our, but um, my my focus is absolutely cash flow. So mm -hmm. if I buy something, I'd love to never ever sell it. Um, and then things price per rent, you know, ratios, typically your multifamily does a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, so anywhere between two units, upwards of 20 units or so um, is that sweet spot where there's not a ton of competition, right? Once you get to 50, hundred units, you got the big syndicators out there that you're competing mm -hmm. with, um, you know, but in this smaller space, there's not a ton of competition. And then beyond that, I specialized in um, buying out mom and pop landlords, their entire portfolio. So, so like I just met someone today out in Front Royal, Virginia, mm -hmm. and he's been doing it for, you know, 20 plus years. He's 75 years old. He has 44 units and they all need work. Right. And he's like at the point of, am I going to go through all my properties right now? And am I going to take on these, these, you know, to, to restabilize them after 20 years, if you will, or yeah. do I just sell them off? And he prefers to sell them off, but it's hard for him or any mom and pop landlord to sell their entire portfolio, especially if there's debt across it. A lot of them get cross collateralized debt and it's hard mm -hmm. for them to sell it to one, sell one of their units or one of their properties. They often got to sell them all together mm -hmm. because there's some complications that they might run into. It's so alone, yeah. I yeah. try to find those, yeah, those landlords and, and I, I offer them a solution to buy their entire portfolio. That usually means I'm buying the good stuff and the bad stuff all together. And then I, I fix and flip or sell off or wholesale the ones that I don't want. And then I pick and choose the, the ones that I do want and just kind of do the burst strategy and yeah. refinance those um, with, with long-term debt on the back end. So I that's remember last primarily year, last year you were at, you had the goal. We we're just there. You're just there. We were trying to make 50, yeah. not units, but 50 properties. You're trying to, so to get 52. To, like, so my goal was, and I don't really remember why I did the goal. So I just like, all right. I think I was kind of getting bored and, and, you know, everyone's starting to, uh, this is like 2020, 2021, where people, like the inventory was tough, right? Remember how yeah. crazy the market was. Inventory was tough. And I, I, I coached agents. I coach, um, I have a group 
called the Cash for Breakfast Club, about a hundred other investors, you know, in the room. And the the issue was people weren't doing a lot of deals because they couldn't find those deals. And I'm like, you can find deals. You got to put the effort out. You got to tell people what you're looking for. And so I decided to kind of set a personal goal for me, which is higher than I've ever done before, but one property per week. So I wanted to buy 52 properties in 52 weeks. And all that meant was I needed to step up my game much more than what I was normally doing. I didn't need, I needed to analyze more deals. I needed to put more time into networking. I needed to be more open about telling the world, here's what I want to do. And so for the entire year, I told everyone I'm, I'm doing 52 properties in 52 weeks, send me a deal. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I'm looking for. Um, that from with, from within my, my real estate brokerage, my agents, my, my uh, real estate education group, they've sent me a lot of deals. And then a lot of my property managers, I started to tell them as well, I'm looking to expand anyone that you're managing for or anyone that comes across your desk that wants to exit as a landlord that they want to retire, if you will, um, send them my way and I'll buy it from them. I'll make sure that they're happy. And then you as a property manager get to keep that portfolio or those houses or properties within your portfolio. So it's a win-win. I didn't get to 52. I ended up closing on 46. I had more than 52 under contract, but one owner, one owner just like could not get his act together by the end. Of, we ended up closing the first week of January, but still, it, it still bugs me. I never actually got the 52. <laughs> you made um, it. But, you made it. Yeah, but it, but it was way more than when I normally do, right? So it's all about pushing yourself. And I couldn't have done that just saying I want to do 52. I, I decided I, I need to do 52. And then what are the actions that I need to do every single day to get me more of those opportunities? And these are 52 properties. Some of these are fourplexes, twoplexes, tenplexes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 52 so properties, anywhere, be, anywhere between um, vacant development land, have a few of those, to four, two duplex, fourplexes, yeah. um, you know, upwards of, of 20 units or so. Yeah, I wonder what the door count would actually be. I always love doors, but you would like properties. You know what? I'm terrible at door count because because I yeah for for me to, to be honest, they're they're one economic unit for me. Like I yeah, don't yeah. like when you have a duplex or a fourplex, like it's when true. you play in a small yeah. multifamily place, it's not per door. It's not yeah. it, it, that that entire thing brings in because it's one it's one tax, it's one maintenance, it's one you know all that. I think yeah. once you get to the the large scale syndications, right, the the multi hundred unit or thousand unit, then the door yeah. count starts to make a little bit more sense on this side. It really, I just count no matter what, I don't care how many doors it is. That's one economic unit coming in. I, I like that goal of 52 in, in 52 weeks. I like, I kind of want to steal that and try that. Do it, man. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I, this year I was thinking, do I do it again? But man, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I was exhausted. So, so here's, here's the, um, what you don't look at. Right. So, um, I push, I push, I push, you buy, you buy. And I'm I'm glad I bought every single thing that I did, but all I did was stack up, you know, properties. Um, and most of what I buy is value add. So I, so I yeah, had like a lot of work, 18 month backlog of renovations that I need to do. I did not have a team to be able to, you know, do that. So I had a backlog of, of turning those properties over that I'm still working through. Yeah. Um, but my, my guys are happy because it keeps them busy. Um, you know, but I think once I get through that backlog, then I'm going to say, what's my next goal? Am I going through 52 again? Am I going to crank it up to another level? Not quite sure yet. That's what people don't realize is they don't cash flow right away. You have to stabilize these things and they take a year, two years, you know, to absolutely for their, their healthy running properties to run for, you know, 15, 20 years after that, but it takes a little bit it, of upfront. It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and a lot of what I buy is because you're buying it from landlords. They're typically occupied. They're typically yeah. occupied or semi-occupied. Right. And, and to be honest, if it, if it was vacant, it'd be so much easier, right? Go in there, just tear it apart, put it back together. Yeah. And yeah. now everything's beautiful. But, but when you have, let's say a four unit and three are occupied, one's on a month to month, one's on, you know, a year left. Yeah. And you know that one, you got to renovate the whole building. You got to renovate the vacant property right away. And then whenever someone moves out, you got to be yeah. ready to not just do, do a that. turn, a turnover, but you're going to do a, a full rehab. A full because full, it, yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. so it, it's not the most efficient way to go about um, the process, but the, the, the positive side of that is you're at least getting income, right? You're at least getting cash flow. It's almost like having a two year long flip. Yeah. Um, which which sounds terrible, but you have cash flow coming in nowhere near the potential of what the cash flow eventually could be, but cash yeah. flow for now. Yeah, and then you can burn it out later and take your money out, and keep doing yeah. more and more. I just love the whole your whole strategy because there's an underlining to it all. I mean, you have your brokerage firm or your agents who are 
you know, printing you money and you're using that same agent pool to, you know, potentially find your deals. It's just like this one big loop circuit, you know, circuit of it. I love it. And it's amazing. And, but you, you just sold your brokerage firm. So, <laughs> but you still have your connection. So. Yeah. So, so the, the brokers, it was interesting. The, um, you're exactly right. So I don't know if I, it sounds like a, an amazing master plan right now. I don't think that was like the master plan. Like, <laughs> no. like it was just like, like I get it frustrated with something. I can do this better. Let me do this. And then I build something around it. Um, towards the, towards the end, the last few years, I realized, okay, yeah, absolutely huge benefit of, you know, bringing in leads or bringing in op opportunities yeah. there. Um, but, but it's a big commitment, a big, big time commitment as yeah. well. And, and so yeah. I'm, although I'm still affiliated with the brokerage, I'm, I'm licensed in five States, you know, but I'm not an active, uh, agent or anything, but it does help me with my real estate, yeah. um, business still, but really that allowed me to shift. And when I quote unquote retired, um, from my my broker broker role, right? That responsibility I had for ten years, um, that allowed me to kind of focus more on the the uh, the public education, the the cash flow breakfast club yeah. meetup that I have. I do about once a month, and that's probably the most rewarding thing that I do. I get to like you know new investors, intermediate investors, high level investors. Um, some of them are agents, but most of them are not. Um, and then the deal flow within that group is really, really cool. Um, and, and you don't just have multifamily people or single family people or short term, like there's a whole mix of residential, commercial, wholesalers, fix and flippers, everyone in that room. And so there's a, there's an ecosystem there that, that really everyone benefits from. Um, and I said, you know what, I, I, I think this is something that I want to put more time and effort to perfecting. And uh, my goal was to expand our program or our, our meetup brand um, nationwide. And so that finally had the time to do that over the last few weeks. And we've been rapidly expanding just in the last month or so. And I see you just becoming a, a co-chair shortly. You're just going to, it's a natural progression. It's just going to, you're going to get your, you have your book and uh, you know, you're just going to have your coaching program. I think you are, but we didn't even get to touch about your, your huge project, your, your big boy, the, the beast. Sure. <laughs> you're, you're, so if anyone doesn't know, Amna is developing, not just like a building or a, he's building like a whole community, a whole city. Uh, it's a stadium, a medical center. I think, is there a multifamily building in this development? There's multifamily there, yeah. Yeah, there's a medical facility. It's, it's a mini It's a mini city. It's a mini it's city. A mini. <laughs> um, and it's still early, early in the process. And, and there's so many hurdles that I'm learning uh, how, how to get through, right? There's so yeah. many zoning hurdles that you need to get through, the proffers that you need to get approved. We're doing this in a unique ownership structure. It's, it's a nonprofit ownership structure, which complicates things, mm -hmm. amazing benefits for the financing uh, when you're doing that. But the reality is it's this big, big goal or dream that we're working on, um, you know, and, and it's been a year and a half, maybe that we've been kind of visualizing and working towards this the last six months. It's like, all right, we're almost there. And so we started the syndication raise uh, towards the end of last year. Um, 50 million, right? $52 million. Dollars, 52, uh, 52 yeah, yeah. yeah. Accredited investors, so uh, 506C. Um, it's a 12-year development project, right? So so me as an investor, well, I'm excited to be involved from a developer standpoint, um, but as an investor, I don't want to be investing in a 12-year project before I start to see my returns. It's such a big project. So we structured it where the investors actually start to see a return in year one, year two, year three, and are, are able to exit after just a few years. Um, so it's a, it's a unique structure, um, but, you know, all, all it really comes down to is can we problem solve? Because every time um, we get to the next level, there's a new set of problems that I've never dealt with. No one on my team has ever dealt with. And we mm -hmm. got to figure out how do we problem solve this? How do we how do we overcome this? Um, and so that's it's been interesting. I've probably learned more in the last six months, you know, in the realm of, of zoning and developing and and mm -hmm. and fundraising and 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 nonprofits uh, than anyone probably needs to know in a lifetime. Um, <laughs> but our goal is in the next few months we get that off the ground. Um, but it's still we we don't have the definite timeline because of the the zoning and working with the sellers on getting getting a few few things approved first. It's a screen post. Okay, there. <laughs> the screen pod. But um, so this crazy develops. So you're buying this huge part of land in um, was it Lan Lancaster, right? Land 
Lancaster. Uh, no, Northern Virginia, where where I live. Yeah, Northern Virginia, what, Loudoun, what Loudoun County. Loudoun County. Loudoun. So Loudoun County Loudoun. is one of the most uh, high end or what was it? The high end county. What was the county? So, it was so the... Loudoun County. So it's 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 where all the tech jobs is, all the government jobs. So we have yeah. um, the highest uh, median income in the U.S. Um, yep. in in this county. And for the last ten years, probably we've been in the top, you know, two or three. And the 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 second highest is our neighboring county. And so in in this area, there's a lot of high paying income jobs, yeah. um, but there's but not, you have no outlets. No, like, there's destination. no yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So people have to travel into closer to, you know, Tyson's or DC, um, you know, to, to kind of get any sort of entertainment, concert, sports, um, any real shopping. So definitely there's a need for it, um, you know, but it's, it's um, also, you know, when you live in a high income area, you have people that, that move here, they love, they love it and they don't want anyone else to develop behind once they move in. Right. So it's, you know, uh, don't develop here. And so those are the obstacles that we have to um, overcome and deal with as well. And that's how you change to the nonprofit and some of those kind of the switches. you. Yeah. The to... nonprofit structure helps us to kind of get a little bit more of the support, right? Because we are, um, you know, in reality, as a for-profit, we probably would not get approved. We probably would not have the support and we still have a hurdle to get through. Um, but as a nonprofit, we are well, going to run a very, very profitable city organization, yeah. um, but the, the proceeds are going to go back into, um, you know, uh, subsidizing some some very high end housing for veterans and, and, and um, subsidizing some business opportunities for some of our disadvantaged communities that we have in this area. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a way to use capitalism, um, you know, talking to, to uh, our our. Uh, uh, mutual mentor uh, Brandon Turner about this. He he's running his business, right? The better better life business, and it's not a nonprofit, but he is uh, making a lot of money and using it for using capitalism to to do something good, right? He's going to be donating a lot of that. So very very similar thing. We can we run a very successful business, um, and then hopefully the proceeds from that successful business goes to you know uplift the community or make an impact in 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 a way that's meaningful to us. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's amazing how you structure this deal and and bringing in the, the the Chase banks to get insurance and and doing the whole bonding and everything and figuring out that part of it all. I mean, I, I, you mentioned something earlier about just figuring it out, and I feel like real estate in general, as my journey has grown through real estate, is like first of all, real estate was its own language, so I had to figure out just real estate in general. But yeah. there's no one in this business that ever like kind of hold your hand or knows sometimes or it's mostly you figuring it out and making these really hard decisions that um, I mean you can run by your friends and mentors but ultimately you have to figure out so much different hurdles a lot of time to to overcome and figure out and to be creative or make deals work and finance this deal that way or we're creative financing you know, whatever it may be there's so much different and in the commercial world it's a whole nother even next level stuff you know in the commercial world i mean like, i would i would say i mean that's that's so important that's that's huge what you just said because i mean just real estate investing but you could probably say that for almost anything like most yeah. of us get good at something right we, we learn we go to school we get good at something and then it becomes like autopilot for us right whether it's our job whether it's you know our our hobbies mm -hmm. whatever whatever it is. And once it gets to autopilot, it's easy. Maybe it's more fun or maybe it's boring at that point, but we're not learning really at that point, right? We're not growing. Mm -hmm. um, like if you go to the gym and you're struggling to start, but eventually you're lifting the same weight five years later and it's so easy. You're not actually growing at that point. You're maintaining, um, you know, if you put yourself in position to, to struggle, to do something different, do something that you don't know, um, that's really where you learn, right? And so the first time I ever had to fix and flip, I had to find someone to that knew how to do that, a mentor. And and I, but I struggled through that. He couldn't just tell me. I couldn't just read a book. I had to struggle through it myself, make some mistakes, yeah. and then it got to the point of oh, okay, I got this. I got this. And then first time I wanted to be a landlord. First time I wanted to be a long distance, you know, landlord. First time I wanted to wholesale. First time I wanted to be a part of a syndication. There's so many things you just don't know. And most people just don't even venture into that path. And I, mm -hmm. I really try to look for things like, where are my blind spots? I'm really good at, at these things. And mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of continue to do these things, but I want to you know, spend a good portion of my time um, working on something that I'm not good at. 
good portion of time working on something that I, I might fail at. And because if it's something that I might fail at, that means that's something that is, you know, causing some stress for me. And I believe a certain level of stress is good because that actually forces us to grow and forces us to, uh, you know, kind of take our game to that next level. So I do yeah. seek that out, seek out some discomfort. And it's in the form of trying things that I'm not uh, an expert in. Um, and some of them I, I event, eventually um, figure out, some of them I don't, right? And, and so that's where you learn your, your growth uh, potential there. It's funny. My wife just told me that this morning that I, I'm super stressed out. And it's like, well, you always are stressed out with some certain deal. It's like you just uh, you just keep pushing these bigger deals and these bigger limits of figuring things out. And uh, that's why you get kind of bored is, you know, sometimes, exactly. you know, I, I don't know how you're doing retired now. But <laughs> well, I mean, that's such a funny word, right? Retired. All it means is I'm working more now. I'm working more on things that I'm Other really, things. really excited about. Yeah. And things that I might fail at, right? Things that I am um, have not perfected. It's not on autopilot for me, but it does excite me, and it it probably has more growth potential than anything I've done up until this point. Um, and the only reason I'm able to do that or want to do that now is because now I have the bandwidth and the energy um, mm -hmm. since I quote unquote retired, and I'm no longer playing the 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 big commitment role that I was um, playing up until this point. You just got. Uh, lack of a better word, you got bored over there. Do you want a next challenge? You know, with the <laughs> building the the cash flow breakfast club, and of course the the big development project and so forth. And yeah, and, and more time with the fam family too, of course. Um, that's amazing, man. That's amazing. It's amazing the the kind of things you've accomplished, and you're really humble about it. You don't like speak about. It. I have to when we hang out. I have to brag about you. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> Every but, time oh, you introduce, like the, the number goes up every time. Oh, it started out as a five, $2 billion dollar project. Five oh, billion, just, six billion. Five billion. I think you started saying seven billion at some point. I'm like, man, I got to up my game a little bit. Um, no, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like talking about, and to be honest, in my mind, I haven't accomplished much. I, I have, um, you know, I, I know we've talked about this, but the, there's imposter syndrome, right? You, you feel like, man, yeah. there's always someone ahead of you. I'm always trying to yeah. get there. And, and no matter where you are on your journey, 20 years in, I still feel like, man, I wish I, I, I got to get there. Right. So I always yeah. feel like I'm so far behind. Me too. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm okay with that because I don't think I'd ever want to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, the moment I stop like wanting more, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I just like might disappear. Right. I just might die at that moment. <laughs> if I'm bored. not trying to drive for something more, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not built for that. Right. Some yeah. people are built for just being content. I'm not built to be content and, and most people run businesses or investors are probably very similar. So I'm scared of the day that I might say I'm content. Yeah. Um, and every time I'm in a funk, like every time I'm feeling like, like, man, I'm like, I'm in a bad, you know, whatever, whether it's a week, whether it's a month, whether it's a year, it usually comes down to I'm coasting and mm -hmm. it's on autopilot and I'm not growing i'm not like stretching myself so maybe everything's going well with family maybe everything's going well with yeah. business you know and but it's coasting and it really is i'm built to to build things right i'm, I'm mm -hmm. like that i really want to build things and once it's built i look at it i'm like man i don't want to play with that anymore i want to move on to the next thing and build something <laughs> else and hopefully I'm... someone else can take over what i just built I'm bored um, of that. So I'm bored of that toy. That, that toy yeah, is exactly. boring. I got to throw it away. It's not healthy, but that's that's what it is. One hundred percent. It's called being an entrepreneur. I think that's what it is. Yeah. But that's amazing, man. That's amazing that you're doing that next big project. And I still think, keep thinking about that one goal: 52, 52 homes in fifty-two weeks. I really want. I kind of want to do that goal. But um, it, we didn't even get to talk. We, we so me and uh, Omni has been in a lot of. Uh, growth groups together just from mindset groups to uh we've done the the goal setting group with brandon and our you know social media groups and all these different groups we're, we're in all these groups together and actually half the time i think we end up on the same team too and yeah um, even we did the taro's <laughs> event when let's we throw, did the, let's throw the two hawaiians together yeah, we did the gun <laughs> shooting you said. know the the tra Jocko's training, we're in the same. Oh, Jocko's uh, training, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're in the same group for that. That was amazing. Uh, but um, I think we just have to like. So let me ask you this. I mean, so you're, I, 
I have my reasons why I'm in these groups, but we 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 intentionally, right? We pay money. We we seek out yeah. these groups. Some of them we're invited to, um, you know. So that means you gotta ha- have a minimum barrier um, of success to get there. But um, you know, because you have groups, you have your network at home, right? Which is valuable, yeah. but it is seeking out additional groups and additional, you know, opportunities. Um, what what do you get out of that, or why specifically are you seeking to be a part of those groups? I mean, it's so much more than just a simple answer. I mean, we're we're going to go abundance this weekend, me and you are go abundance, and that's a total different group. Um, you know, one just being around like minded people. I mean, me and you, ha- you guys don't know, but me and I'm not hang around, and we just could rap like no other. Um, so just being around like minded people that really are on the same level as you um, and been through some of the same struggles. So uh, certain people over here, I can't share maybe that struggle that I've been through or uh, they not made it through that struggle yet. So, you know, being around a group member like that, where we, you know, built businesses and grown and, you know, have that entrepreneur real mindset and, and we're in both real estate really related too. So that also, you know, factors into some of it too um and that i think just we all have that same growth mindset and we have that all that all of us in the group have that mindset of like helping each other too uh, i remember in arizona i really felt that in our sedona group like um we were just all there to really help each other and help each other grow as humans you know not just um you know not just in business in you know our relationships our health yeah. and our fitness too um Maui, our Maui last Maui group. I don't even think we spoke about business. It was just all, you know, health and Most relationships. Was relationship, yeah. right? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. not. So you're exactly right. We 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 are in these the room with I don't know 15, 20 of like the most epic real estate investors out there, right? Like yeah. nationwide. Like these are some legit people, um, and real estate almost never comes up like in terms of our discussion, right? So much of it is a human element, the Mm -hmm. mental element. Mm -hmm. We're all at a level and we're all kind of either like super excited or somewhat depressed, you know, somewhere in between there. And (laughs) we're figuring out how to balance ourselves or manage that. Um, And, and there's, there's something relatable to being um, with other people at that level that are going through maybe not the exact same thing that you're going through, but it, for for me to talk to someone that has, has never reached reached the level of real estate investor success or what business success that I have, and to say, hey, I'm kind of feeling down. I'm there, you know. The answer you get is like, oh, boohoo, right? You know, I would yeah. trade places with you almost any any time, right? But the reality is, there is a level of of just you know managing and dealing with that um, that it's it's very rewarding. And and I've had a principle. Um, at an early age of like whatever my income was, whatever I wanted my income to be, I've always felt that I needed to invest roughly 10% of that goal in personal mm-hmm. development. Mm-hmm. And so if I was investing $10,000 a year, that was to get $100,000. If I'm investing $100,000 a year, that's to get a million dollars, right? And so that that's that's really what it comes down to. And I believe that. And I've always been able to do that. And so some of these things are financial investments. I mean, probably over $100,000 a year yeah, um, yeah. over the last few years. Would be With the trips and flights and hotels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, think, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and not to say they're not fun. Um, but the reality is, all right, that, that pushes you. What am I going to get out of this? And how am I going to 10X this or more? They're fun um, too. And They're fun too. Yeah, absolutely. But year <laughs> after year, you're able to do that um, and and really push yourself to to uh, kind of get to that next level because you might be feeling like, okay, I'm I'm going to coast for the next few years. And then I go to Hawaii and I meet an Indar and he's like the biggest flipper in, in Hawaii, right? And we chat with, you know, um, uh, Brandon, we chat Brandon. with, you know, Alex, like doing some, some awesome things. Um, and we're like, all right, there's, there, there's more that I can do. There's more that I could be doing. There's more that I can, you know, the impact that we we are meant to make, um, doesn't end here. And, uh, and just putting us around people that are better than us too, you know, as I like to hang out with you guys, you're better. but I, I remember we were at our goal setting in Las Vegas and I had my goal setting to, uh, make uh, 84,000 a month net passive net passive like you know just passive passive and we're sitting by somebody else we won't say his name but he had his goal to make a million a month net passive it's just like you know your goals sometimes are a lot you know it's your goals are never yeah, big enough that, or there's always a bigger you're exactly right right pushes you to the whole nother level yeah um yeah 
Yeah. That's we can have a conversation about that guy too, but yeah, no, no, no I don't want any conversation. Don't bring up that name. But uh, anyone listening knows. Anyone not listening doesn't know. But um, he, he, um, he hit his goals. It just wasn't legal. No. Um. Yeah, but there's there's always some great people in the in the groups and that, that we meet. And I'm going to. I actually, I think I you kind of led me into Go Abundance because we were hanging out at that last uh, event in uh, San Diego, and I've been you kind of yeah. led me into Go Abundance. So yeah, I'm gonna pulled, go this. I pulled you along to a lot of the the Go yeah. Abundance uh, things. So yeah. when we went to Bigger Pockets events, Go Abundance had its own kind of sub sub group at Bigger Pockets, like 50 plus people, right? And yeah. and most people maybe have heard of Go Abundance, but it's a high net worth group. You think you need like two million dollars net worth to get in or something along those lines. Yeah, um and and but the reality is it's not the net worth really but you know once you get to a certain level there's different conversations and there's different problems and and really uh, same reason why we we kind of join the mastermind or, or or kind of are part of these groups gobundance plays a very similar role and it's not that we just talk about money all the time because to me money's not the most important thing and for many people in the group money's not the most important thing um but what can you do with that money or you know what what is the next level now that you have the money all right how how are you going to live longer how are you going to be a better dad how are you going to be a better you know spouse or or something along those lines um and really it is built around making us better human beings mm-hmm. uh, um which i need right because i kind of get like focused on my lane yeah. And, yeah. and I, I forget to look up sometimes, come up for air. What, what can I be doing? And, you know, when every single week your, your, your group, your pod is like, all right, well, holding you accountable. You said you're going to do this, or you said you're going to give back here. You said that you're going to create this. Um, it really is like just coaches in your corner all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's amazing about the, the group. And uh, I'm, I'm going to show up this weekend and just be, I want to be a student. I just want to be a, like a fly on the wall and come with the attitude of, you know, I won't say nothing and just listen. I just really want to come off as, um, you know, I want, I really want to build relationships with people, you know, and, and uh, excited about this because it's new to me, the the group and so forth. So uh, we're going to Tahoe, by the way, if anyone's listening, Go Bunnets is having yep. their annual meeting up in Tahoe. And so we're going for about a week in Tahoe and it should be fun. And we've got to do some skiing, of course. <laughs> um, and then just, yeah, hanging out with people. I don't even think we're going to leave the resort. We're just going to pretty much be there the whole time. And, and uh, yeah, there, there's just, you know, one networking event to, to, you know, mastermind event to education event um, to some, you know, really cool activity. So it's, we're going to be exhausted, you know, the week after, is, but um, is your family during, coming? during that week. Did your family? No, come? no. Okay. No, not to this. Okay, yeah. good. I can hang out with you. <laughs> That's why I check it. Like, no family. Okay. <laughs> no family for me. Okay. Yeah. I'll call you up and be like, okay, what, what, where yeah. are you going? <laughs> it's different. And I love I love traveling with my family, right? But it's always different, right? It's it's yeah, different yeah. um because now my focus is on them. And so yeah. I try to split up my trips. Um every time I go to a conference, uh, my wife lets me go anywhere I want, as long as right before or right after she has the option of turning it into a vacation. Um, yeah. You know, so when I went to Hawaii, she didn't join our Maui mastermind, but she came right after. And then we had a, you know, week long vacation after that. When I went to bigger pockets in, in San Diego, she didn't yeah. go to that because she doesn't love attending those events, but she showed up right after yeah. or maybe right before, um, you know, so, so, and you know, Sedona. balancing that family. Sedona. Yeah, Sedona exactly. Yeah. Sedona as well. Same thing. Yeah. So I love traveling with them, but uh, when I'm in the mode of I want to network, I want to want to learn. Yeah. Um, like I'm, I'm there. I want to be in that moment, yeah. and and they don't always want to be there. So we've found it's, that happy balance. It's there. very different at these events. We're really gold bros. We're just buddies hanging out all day, twenty four hours. You know, doing events and meetups and lunches and yeah, and I mean that's how you really bond with each other. I feel like we grow tight really exactly. quickly too, and uh, yeah, just in general the groups that we're in you already coming showing up with the group with the underlining trust factor um uh, to everybody and uh, uh just commonality right off the bat a lot of times and and uh absolutely it's pretty amazing it's it's tight it's a tight group of people that we go and accustomed to i think we had a we have, every event we have fun at i don't know yeah. i think arizona is probably the <laughs> the fun is so far maybe so i don't, don't know so that's nice. So nice yeah for sure i just want to take a quick second and if you're enjoying our content 
please subscribe below. I love it if you guys can leave us a review or a comment or let me know what you guys thought. I love honest feedback and I love hearing what you guys think. We have this little segment here for Investor Insights um, where people ask questions. Amanda asked a question. Do you have any advice for people who value networking but are more um, introverted and shy? This is kind of a good question for both of us. <laughs> it's a great question. Like I, I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm an introvert. You say, but you're not. I mean, you you go out. You're 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 really good at, at these events. But um, I'm not. But yeah, when you compare it to some that are more extroverted, right? You can tell the difference, and and it really comes down to energy or your what's your your natural tendency. And I would say more than half of the investors that I deal with are not actual extroverts. They are introverts or somewhere on that, that uh, scale there. And myself, if I had to choose, like, what am I comfortable? I know I'm, I should go to this networking event, but when I get there, I don't really want to talk to anyone. I'm, I'm, yeah. Maybe I hope someone comes and talks to me and I talk to one or two people, yes. but that's really what it comes down to. And so um, my, my event that I run, the reason I run it the way it is, is it was really to help me. So our networking is not, hey, network and it, it we turn it into a game we gamify it we give everyone 15 minutes to go talk to five people it's almost like speed dating and there's a threat of being kicked out of the room if you don't talk to at least five people right and then we give prizes to the end and so um which sounds intense especially if you're an introvert but if everyone's doing it then okay you're gonna do it um and then we give them pre-work similar to like when we go to our mastermind site there's questions you, you know there's pre-work before you get there like just like who are you like what where are you from um, what, what's your passion? You know, what, what, what do you do for work? Um, what kind of investor are you? What do you mm -hmm. want to buy next? So all these primer questions that most people would kind of know, but in the, in the heat of a conversation, they're not thinking about, I should be talking about this. I should be talking mm -hmm. about what am I trying to do? I want to buy a deal. What do I need to buy my next deal? Do I need money? Do I need to find the deal? Do I need a mm -hmm. developer? Do, do I need a contractor? So we give people thoughts and we make them write it down. And so people are literally standing with a sheet of paper talking to someone. And I, I just say, Harry, you got you to gotta cover question two, five, eight, and nine. And, <laughs> and it's almost like speed dating. But what that ends up ha um, helping with is you get so much across. Like you get really good at networking. You get really good at telling people your story in mm -hmm. a quick amount of time. And then at the end of the day, if you talk to 5, 10, 15, 20 people, you have their name and numbers and then the goal is to one make a connection and then hopefully you can have a follow-up coffee meeting a, a follow-up conversation with them and figuring out how can you help them with their goals and then they might be able to figure out how they how can they help you with your goals but if you show up to a networking event and you don't really know what your goals are or you don't know what your next deal looks like you're probably wasting your time so putting the thought into yourself of answering those questions first will make it so much easier once you're actually at those events that's great. I mean, I, so I'm good when I am with you or with a friend, like I can go up to a group better, but it's, for me, it's hard when you're by yourself, especially when we're going to a big event, like we're going to a big, big event, you know, when you're kind of on your loan, some self, it's, it's intimidating. I'm very intimidated sure. and shy to walk up to, you know, a group of five people. Honestly, I'd rather just go sit on my phone and you know <sighs> hide in the corner and just, you know, be an introvert. But yeah, I like have to force myself to like, okay, let's do it. And then if you don't have the energy to do it, it's even harder. Like I, but again, the, then again, there's a money factor. Like I know we're paid money to be in these groups or we pay to go to these events. So you, you know, you need to force yourself because you're paying paying for it too so yeah that almost absolutely helps I, I just mentally prepare yourself right because yeah. if you're preparing ahead of time like in the moment in the room it's 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 stressed i know that as introverts yes. there's there's stress you just don't want to do it. but when you're by yourself you prep all right here's the two three four things I'm, that i think i'm going to tell everyone like i'm looking yeah. so when i was looking for my 52 properties that's like that was it like i just told probably hey I'm, I'm trying to buy 52 properties that's more than i've ever bought in one year so anything you have send my way one if you're going to buy it buy it but if you can't buy it please think of me and so that, that was like my script. And I told everyone that I put it out on social media, every meetup I went to go to like two or three various events a week and just tell people that. And then people start to remember, oh yeah, he's looking for this area, this type of asset class, these type of properties. I'm not buying this portfolio. Let me go reach out to Omni. And, and so I got a lot of those 
introductions just based on being intentional. So many people come to a meetup and say, I'm looking for a deal. Send me a deal. Well, what does that mean? Right. Mm -hmm. You got to be very specific. I'm looking for something in this price point in this area, you know, that, that meets this criteria. And then they're more likely to actually remember what you're, you're interested in. Cause you just made everyone me think, else is looking for you. Just made me think. In the morning I write down my goals and I always like trying to like refine them and be more deliberate about them. You know, how much, uh, when, where, and now I just, you made me want to go home in the morning and be more deliberate about my goals and the, the criteria of my property that I want to buy, you know, like Absolutely. what sizes and what price points and so forth. And uh, because it it creates that, you're just putting into the universe. And if you're very intentional, what you're, you're going to want to need, you're going to, it's going to come into fruition. So that's exciting. <laughs> We just got a little bit off track there of the question, but <laughs> if networking is, is um, definitely, we're all struggling with it. I think we all in any group, um, you know, just, you know, the smile, have that little pitch about yourself ready, a little quick elevator pitch, you know, it's often called about you, who you are. And, um, you know, we're all shy. And uh, I, I sometimes remember that too, that the other person is shy too, that I may be speaking to. Yeah. And, uh, and you randomly might become good friends with, with somebody. And uh, I think that's how we became good friends is Absolutely. you never know. Um, last part, deal of the week. Um, so raising capital. Um, I know you have this huge, huge deal syndicate that you're doing and you're looking to raise a little bit more. I think you're almost there. It's your goal, right? And yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 506C, if anyone's a credit investor, feel free to reach out. It's a very, very unique deal. We tried to put some insurance um, behind it. So uh, we know the the downside uh, risk and it's very, very low and, and the upside potential is 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 very, very high. Um, I've invested in many deals before and I've never invested in a deal like this. Um, obviously, there, once again, we're we're still pre uh, pre money at this point. We're taking soft commitments because we need to get all of our our, our everything with the land and zoning um, those hurdles um overcome but re reach out to me happy to explain it to you send you some information i would say yeah. probably i'm excited about that but the thing i'm most excited and and really focused on is we we're talking about this is really the the cashflow breakfast club cashflow. kind of expansion right so it really is the the education event and network that, that we kind of created and perfected over the last few years uh, went from one location. We had one uh, second one opened up in Hawaii. I have a third one in North Carolina on, on the um, co coming up. And then um, Brandon is the one that said, just, just hire an intern or hire somebody to help you do this. And I did that several weeks ago. And we mm -hmm. got to the point of, we got like four, I think five more in the pipeline coming up. Mm -hmm. And really every single one of these events is like, I love, I love education and there's so much good online education, right? You, you got a podcast like this, you have bigger pockets, you have YouTube, there's amazing online education and no, nothing's going to take the place of that. But um, there's a lack of in-person education mm -hmm. or in-person mentorship and coaching. And really that's what it is. So we're not an uh, online group. It is in-person only and it's building these communities. And every time we've built it, it gets up to about a hundred people and we max it out. So it becomes a club of the same people over and over and over again. And, you know, you have a couple leaders of that group that are kind of teaching the content that we're providing them that like the spectrum of everything there is in real estate investing from beginner to intermediate to advanced stuff. Uh, and everyone in the room is looking for something a little bit different, right? So that becomes a community. And what we're seeing now as we're going to, we have a goal of a hundred locations over the next three years. Um, every single one of those locations becomes an asset to someone else in my group group or someone else is in their group. If I want to start investing in Kentucky, right now we have a group in Kentucky that has a mm hundred -hmm. people, investors, boots on the ground that I can turn to that. We kind of speak the same language because we're learning the same stuff. Yeah. It all came from the same, the same book basically. So I'm excited about that community. It's not, not an online community. It's an in-person community, but, but that's, I would say, you know, two big and things. It's over the next, you know, you, one, you, you limit it to a hundred, two, you can get kicked out of the group. Uh, you know, Absolutely. so you don't want to lose your spot in the group. I love how you you do that with the group. You make it very exclusive or not exclusive. You just people want people ask me why do you yeah why do you kick people out? It makes no sense. You want more people, but the reality is, once we started kicking people out, we got more people to want to come in. Like mm -hmm. I've ran meetups before and I've been to meetups, like come, anyone come, right? And that's how normal mm -hmm. meetups are. But then mm -hmm. sometimes you get 10, 15, 20 people there um, and that's it, right? But when you say, all right, the doors are closing, you need to RSVP. And by the way, if you're going to show up, you need to meet 
a certain criteria. We have a criteria of you can't just come and learn. You have to be committed to buying something. You have to buy something this year at a bare minimum. Then you also need to be committed to hitting financial freedom through real estate. And we help you kind of create a goal for that. And then the third thing is, all right, once you're financially free, one of the questions I put on my questionnaire every single time, and it sounds really ridiculous. It's like a big, big question, but it's, what do you plan to do to change the world once you're financially free? All right. So not just financial freedom, like what are you going to do to change the world once you become financially free? And so that gives more purpose than just money. I know money is a big purpose for a lot of people and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you become financially free, right. And then you're able to ideally maybe even, you know, impact your family, impact your community, maybe even impact the world um, that gives you, you know, that much bigger of a purpose as well. So those three things we think about all the time, doing deals, financial freedom, and then changing the world. And that's too much for a lot of people. Some people mm -hmm. show up, they hear the rules and they're like, it's not for me. And that's okay. The people that stay know that everyone else is committed just like them to being all in on this and, and hopefully making an impact. And so far, it's it's proven um, to, to bring the right people in and keep the people that are not you know committed out. Mm -mm. That's amazing. I think this group's going to keep growing. Of course, it sounds great. Sure. <laughs> but um, so great stuff. Thank you so much. How does uh, everyone find you on social media? How does everyone find a breakfast club? Of course, too. How do you? How do you get more information on that? Yeah, cash, cashflowbreakfastclub.com cashflowbreakfastclub.com is the um, website um, for for the club. If you want to start up your own club, it's free. We don't charge. I coach and I train other investors for free to help them start it up in their location. There's a minimum experience requirement, right? We don't want brand new people leading a group. We want people with experience to do that. Um, but we provide you so much training content, videos, all that, you know, for free because we want you to... Uh, kind of build the brand and and change your community, and we're going to try to help you do that. So that's that's it. My, me personally, I'm on OmniTheInvestorGuy.com. I'm I'm not huge on social media. I'm I'm working on well, you're that. Growing yeah, it. I'm, it's I'm growing. trying to be a little bit more like Indar here, and it's <laughs> at OmniTheInvestorGuy on most yeah. of the uh, social media channels. Yeah. So yes, guys, come and please like and follow and subscribe and comment and ask questions. I think the biggest thing people don't do is ask questions. Um, there's no stupid question. We've all been there and had those hard questions that we didn't know ourselves. And uh, so don't be scared to ask questions and please subscribe and like and comment on both of our social medias and uh, platforms and so forth. And um, yeah. Thank you, everybody listening. Thank you for taking the time today and just talking story. I'm excited to hang out with you uh, Sunday. We'll probably have dinner Sunday night, actually. Yep. <laughs> um, and uh, we got to do some skiing. <laughs> so thank you for uh, coming on. And thank you, everyone, for listening, everybody. Thank you, guys. And have a great uh, day. Aloha. Aloha.